Hello, welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll be talking to Courtney Arroyo, the Outreach and Disabilities Integration Liaison Officer for the county's Office of Emergency Management. In that role, Courtney is responsible for managing and developing preparedness programming for vulnerable communities, maintaining the county's functional needs registry, increasing community resilience, and and engagement. Courtney's here to tell us a little bit about preparedness, emergency preparedness for uh, in general as well as uh, special needs populations, but also kind of a timely topic since we have recently gone through Hurricane Florence, which fortunately for Fairfax County was uh, not quite as bad as originally forecast, but unfortunately for folks uh, further south of Virginia, uh, perhaps a whole lot worse. But anyway, Courtney, thanks for being with us on the, the podcast. Thanks for uh, being here. Look forward to the information you're going to share. Thanks so much. Yeah, um, we really just want to uh, make sure that every resident is prepared uh, for any type of an emergency and making sure that um, they have their emergency go bag ready to go, um, you know, with their standard Um, emergency kit items, including food, water, flashlight, first aid kit, um, a battery-powered radio, extra batteries, cash, and then anything else that uh, might be specific to them um, and their special needs. Yeah. And when we're talking about preparedness, you know, as you kind of alluded to there at the beginning, whether it be a hurricane, whether it be a you know, I don't know, an apartment complex fire, whether it be a snowstorm, whether whatever it might be, a serious power outage affecting the community that can't be restored, you're prepared if you have this emergency kit with some basic emergency supplies and those kind of things so that you're, you're ready to go if, if need be. Yeah, you want to make sure that you already have this stuff together beforehand and you're not scrambling at the last second to put it together because, like you said, if there is an apartment fire, we want to make sure that everyone has their go bag um, and their information already ready to go Mm. so they can grab it and get out because there might not be time um, to run around and and grab those essential items. Like, for example, um, if you're... Um, electric dependent uh, medical equipment Mm. um, is something that needs extra batteries. You want to make sure that you have those batteries ready to go. You don't want to be walking around your house um, trying to find them. Is this one good? Is this one bad? Yeah. yeah. And like refrigerated medication. Um, I take refrigerated medication. And um, one of the things that I do is I always have um, a lunch bag um, at my front door ready to go and ice packs in the freezer. So if I need to grab that medication... It's something easy that I already know where all my stuff is to try to keep that medication cold good tip. Um, as long as possible. Yeah, good tip. Are there other, you know, I think when folks think about emergency kit or emergency go bag, I mean, like, ooh, that's so, that's so daunting, you know. I mean, just that simple act of, uh, you know, one of those little cooler lunch boxes at your front door that you can grab a couple things out of the refrigerator, throw it in and go. That's that's a go bag. You're prepared. You're ready. So it's not oh, and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Yeah, it's not an extensive thing. It is a um, hey, you might have to leave your house for a couple hours. Maybe it's a day or two, and you might be able to go back. But these are the things that you might need um, that would th- that you would need right away. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you take medication, 
make sure you have your medication in the bag, at least a couple days of a supply. Um, if you don't have a, a large supply because you can only refill your medication um, once a month, then you want to make sure that you have all your medical information written down. So if you have to go to mm -hmm. a shelter um, or we have to transport you to the hospital um, for any reason, we will be able to tell the doctors or our health department what medication you're on right. um, so that we can help expedite that as, as quickly as possible. And I know I, I always have I've never been able to remember, you know, even it, when it was only one medication, now that it's two or more <laughs> yeah. as I'm getting older, I, I can never remember all those things. So I actually have an app on my phone where I have all that input. So I don't have to, it's one of those things I don't have to remember in my mind. I just, oh, I look at the phone and it tells me what they are. I even get reminders that, hey, you might want to refill this one because it's getting close. Yeah. So the only thing with that, you know, in case you're, in case you lose power on your phone, then you, then you again don't have that information. So one of the things that we are suggesting um, is you can, um, fill out templates online and mm. print them out where you can put in all your important contact information, um, all your health information, your medical information, um, your health insurance. So you also have that um, in case you need it. Um, you can fill out those templates online um, or you can literally just write it down and, and stick it in your wallet. Right, right. Um, that way you have, have it backup, in case yeah. in case the phone dies because um, that is a great great thing. Um, I know on the phone, you know, if you're... Everything's right there. Yeah, yeah, if you're using an iPhone. But if it's not, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it's if it's dead, um, you know, then you're kind of stuck in the same situation, but... Well, and, and, you know, that would be a good point. Make sure you have, you know, a, a car charger as well as maybe in your little go bag that you've got by the door, an extra phone charger so yep. that regardless of where you go, you've got it and you can plug in and get a few exactly. minutes of juice or power, so... Exactly. Just, it's, it's really common sense kind of things that Absolutely. I think we overthink sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's not a hard thing. Um, you know, people are like, oh, my God, it's so hard to kind of put together a bag. And it's not. You, you have 90% of this stuff at your home already. Yeah. Grab an extra bag or backpack or whatever bag you have laying around. Put a couple days worth of clothes. Put your medication Put all your important information in there. If you have any dietary needs, you might want to stick a couple snacks in there that are good for you to eat um, in case you might not be able to eat, um, you know, what's provided at a different location. Um, but it, it's really easy. You yeah. know, throw a can opener in there in case you, right. um, you know, those flip tabs don't always right, work. Right, right. But, um, you know, it, it's pretty simple. So, and especially, you know, if you, um, if you have grandchildren, Hmm. Um, just kind of like when you get older, you're, you know, we have more medication to take. Um, we want to make sure that younger folks, especially when you're talking to your family or kids and grandchildren, that uh, we have diapers and wipes and all that kind of stuff for kids. Mm, okay, and yeah. um, even as you get older, um, you know, if someone is wearing Depends or maybe has um, any special needs, they want to make sure that they have a couple um, pairs of those in their emergency bag. That gotcha. way... Um, you know, we might not have the right size um, or we might not be able to get access to that right. for a little while. And we want to make sure that people are as comfortable as possible. Right. So just think you're going to, you know, you're going to take an unexpected uh, weekend trip this weekend for two days. What would you need? And just kind of have that kind of ready and kind of exactly. so that you're at peace of mind in case something yeah. does happen. Yeah. And we also encourage folks, you know, if you if you are, um, you know, out 
um, driving a lot, you might want to stick an emergency bag in your car. Yeah, good point. Um, especially now that winter's coming up, um, in case there's a snowstorm or you get stuck while you're traveling, you want to make sure that you um, do have some stuff in your car as well. Mm-hmm. So it's always a good practice, you know, every couple months just to put some food, water, um, and some extra clothes and supplies in your car. Right. Um, just as precaution. I forget what was it. Uh, pre- was it President's Day, Washington's Day? I, I can't remember the the quote quote unquote holiday or whatever day it was. A couple of years ago, I think we had uh, some snow or icy road or something, and people had like you know four, six, eight hour commute home. Yeah. So you know a, a granola bar in the car would have been great on that commute to kind of yeah deal with those hunger pains. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and especially if you. Um, Again, have like grandchildren that are around that you maybe mm-hmm. um, take care of during the during the week, right. um, or if you're just you know taking them out for a special trip, you want to make sure you definitely have stuff in the car, not only for yourself but for whoever else is right. in the car with you. Um, and if you are traveling, you know it's also a great thing to um, look at the hazards <clears throat> wherever you're going. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you are planning a beach vacation during hurricane season, which is June 1st to November 30th. Make sure you know the risk of, of mm-hmm. where you're going. So if you're planning, you know, for example, a trip to the Outer Banks, you might want to know, hey, you know, what right. what are the hazards here? Am I in a flood zone? If I am going to a flood zone, what zone am I in? So I know if I have to good, evacuate. Good point. Um, if they do have a local um, alerting system, just like ours, um, we have Fairfax Alerts, um, which people can sign up for. You might want to sign up um, for another jurisdictions if you frequently visit there or if you're going on vacation that way um, you have the most up-to-date information no, good point good point yeah and Fairfax alerts uh, by the way you can get severe weather information as well as just regular news and event information on the system you can sign up for what you want that's fairfaxcounty.gov alerts and that's uh, by email and text so very uh, very convenient you can get it we talked a little bit a, a minute ago about uh, power outages and when power goes out uh, what do you do? Tips, suggestions? What you know? What do you What are you thinking about? What are you doing when when the power does go out? Yeah. So when the power goes out, um, you definitely want to know um, who your power company is and um, their contact information so that you can mm. let them know. Um, but we encourage people to have flashlights, especially um, hand cranking flashlights, mm. or if you um, have ba- battery powered flashlights, extra batteries. Um, it's best not to use candles with flames because yeah. obviously you're you're fire um, yeah. yeah it's definitely a fire hazard so flameless candles are a great way hmm. um, you know to keep light on um, and and they're really cheap and they're they're great and you can move them around and All they right. last a long time um, but if the power goes out you definitely want to make sure that you're keeping your food safe as well so there are some guidelines um, on how long um, food can last. But a great uh, trick is um, if you put a cup in your freezer um, and the and you freeze the water that's in the cup, if you put a penny on top of it, as long as the penny hmm. is still on the top of it, then your food should be good. Interesting. Um, if, if your penny goes below yeah, which means uh, the, the ice top, is melted. Yeah. yeah. Um, then you're probably going to want to throw your food away. But as long as you keep your um, 
freezer and your fridge closed. Right. Don't um, be opening it constantly. Is yeah, it okay? Is it okay? <laughs> yeah. Don't uh, don't keep opening it. But as long as you keep it um, closed, you should get a good six to eight hours yeah. out of your food. And okay. hopefully it doesn't take that long to yeah. restore it. Okay. Um, and more, more good information on the Fairfax County um, Health Department webpage at fairfaxcounty.gov slash health. Yeah. Be a good resource for that as well. Um, I'm kind of rushing through. We've got a couple of more topics I want to make sure we cover. Uh, a lot of times when we're talking about hurricanes or flooding or that type of thing, it's rain, ground-saturated, and even without wind, because of those ground saturation, the roots of trees, and we have a lot of trees that sometimes topple over, uh, but then when you couple in the winds, th- that really does make it bad. Any thoughts or suggestions, tips about uh, handling down trees? Yeah, you can definitely, um, you know, we we can, um, we have a bunch of different phone numbers that you can call, whether um, it's on adjacent to public roadways, if it's parkland, um, you can always call the police non-emergency number as oh, okay. well. Okay. Um, that's a great a great way to just report, um, you know, kind of what's going on. And that, that's seven zero three six nine one two one three one. Yes. Okay. Um, and another great tip, just while we're on the topic of yeah. the non emergency number, you can also text to nine one one. So point. if um, you don't have service um, or and you still need to report something, um, you can still report it through text to nine one one, and that's a great great tool to use. Um, but yeah, if, if there's down trees, you know, making sure that you're not um, trying to mitigate the situation yourself. Yeah. Let the professionals handle it. Um, we don't want the public out there in the middle of a storm with the chainsaws. Sure, sure. Um, so just report it and, and you know, take proper right. precautions. And fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency, I think, has a list of all these important telephone numbers in, in one place. So you can go on the line, uh, go online. Uh, and find that as well. So like you said, there are different numbers to call for for Virginia uh, Power, Novak, the Mm -hmm. gas companies. And then as you said, it gets complicated. If a tree falls in the woods, does it make any sound? Well, we don't know. But if a tree falls on county property, there's one number to call. If it's public, you know, private property, there's another. If it's parkland, there's another. So it is kind of confusing sometimes. So it might be if you don't know exactly who the property is to find out all those numbers. You know, six nine one two one three one is a is a good resource to have. Absolutely. Um, how about getting the information? You talked about this a minute ago. If you're going on vacation, maybe signing up for the alerts of that jurisdiction so that you're getting the information. How can folks stay informed here in Fairfax County with with alerts and different ways to get emergency information? Sure. So on a regular basis, um, you can sign up for Fairfax Alerts, which is fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts. We do send out um, traffic alerts, weather alerts, and emergency information. Um, Under Fairfax Alerts, we also have the Functional Needs Registry, which um, is a registry of individuals that have disabilities and access and functional needs um, that might need additional tips um, or information on how to prepare during emergencies. So for example, um, you know, if you have a caregiver that comes to your home, we send out uh, messages to caregivers to let them know um, kind of what to expect. If you have refrigerated medication and we're expecting a power outage, you might get a message Mm. just to remind you, um, you know, to make sure that you keep your fridge and your freezer um, closed and any other tips. Um, If people are 
have medical appointments or dialysis, um, we're going to give them a heads up to right. let them know that you might want to check in and, and see if you need to reschedule your right. appointment. Right. Um, we also have the Fairfax County Emergency Blog, which is how you get the most up-to-date information during an emergency. Um, and that's fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency slash blog. Um, we, the county also has... Um, Facebook and Twitter yeah. at Fairfax County, and then the Office of Emergency Management um, has their Facebook page, which is Ready Fairfax. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we do send out a lot of tips and tricks on a regular basis, but during an emergency, <clears throat> you want to follow the county's page, Fairfax at Fairfax County. Right. Okay. Uh, and you mentioned the acts, uh, the uh, functional needs registry. Uh, closing minutes of the show, we don't have a lot of time left, but I want to make sure, uh, let us know exactly what that is, and is that something folks can sign up for? Do they need to be on it, kind of criteria or whatever? So. Talk yeah, about that so um, because anyone can sign up for Fairfax Alerts, um, if you do have a disability um, or have any access and functional needs that we should um, consider in our county, um, you do want to go in and sign up. Um, it's a there's 12 different categories that you can self-select into. Um, we do send out um, quarterly newsletters and um, monthly special editions. So, for example, this is National Preparedness Month, so they get um, they got a great um, one-pager about National Preparedness Month and what steps you can take no matter what emergency is happening on how you can prepare. Um, and we use that information um, to help plan for our county. So. Mm -hmm. Um, we we use the um, the maps that we can produce from the information that is entered mm. to see you know where our population lays and oh, we have okay. a, a pretty pretty wide variety in our county. There's right. no you know specific place right. that people are Not a congregation. Yeah. That's widespread, yeah, yeah. So, but it helps us with shelter planning um, and any other emergency planning that we're doing. Right. So, um, if you do have any kind of disability or, or access and functional right. need, it's, it's a great tool for us to use and especially to communicate with yeah. you. And, uh, just, you mentioned shelters. I want to make sure we touch on this really quickly before we wrap up with Hurricane Florence, uh, predicted to come in the area. There was a lot of questions from folks about shelters. Where are the shelters? How do I know about a shelter? Uh, the county has, lots of shelters identified and mm -hmm. staff already pre-identified. Uh, most shelters, if I understand correctly, when they open, they are going to be pet-friendly shelters, or if not, animal control officers will work with the pet owners to take the, sh uh, the pets to the animal shelter, et cetera. But I want to make this point that the Office of Emergency Management does not publicly pre-identify these shelter locations until an event happens because the shel that shelter location could be compromised, roads in the area might be compromised, so they can't get to. So I, I think that's an important point to make sure that residents know that, yeah, the shelters are identified, and when the event happens, they will be publicly made available. Yeah, and that's exactly it. You know, if we're going to open a shelter, um, you know, we're going to let the public know that it's open, um, where to go, what to bring, um, and if for example, if they do accept pets, we'll let them know um, what they need to bring in order to bring the pet into the shelter. Um, and if they don't, again, we'll have um, animal protection officers that will be able to transport them back to the shelter yeah. or, ident or other identified locations. Um, but, yeah, we don't um, 
we don't let the public know where the shelters are until we absolutely need to use them right. um, because it, and it's make better. Sure they're safe. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't want to send people to a shelter um, that loses power. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's definitely something that we don't jump the gun on right. Right. until we absolutely need it. Okay. Well, a timely topic for us to talk about uh, here on the Fair, uh, Fairfax 50 Plus podcast uh, with September being National Preparedness Month, uh, hurricane season going through November, a lot of uh, uh, you know winter weather to start thinking about. You know, unfortunately, we just got through the hot days of August, and now we're starting to think about winter. But you know, always something to prepare for. So a lot of good information on uh, FairfaxCounty.gov/emergency. You can also find the Office of Emergency Management online at FairfaxCounty.gov/emergency management. As Courtney mentioned, the emergency blog at fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency slash blog. Now, if you need more information from the Office of Emergency Management, you can reach out and call them at 571-350-1000. And please remember that uh, we mentioned the the non-emergency number, 703-691-2131, But please keep in mind that if you do have a life-threatening emergency, need police, fire, medical services, please remember to call or text 911. So, Courtney, thanks for being with us today on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. Thank you. If you need more county older adult services, recreation, community engagement information, you can call 703-324-7948 or go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. When you're there, you can subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. And you can also link from that page over to the Fairfax 50 Plus Facebook page. Thanks again for listening to the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.